You are listening to the Motherhood Unstressed Podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so glad that you're here. I'm so grateful that we are building this community of women all over the world, and I'm really getting to know you, the listener, so much better with every show, with every review that comes in. It's like I get a better a better picture of who's out there, who's tuning in, like who this is actually serving. So welcome. I'm glad that you're here. And I'm so excited to share the work of my guest with you today. His name is Taylor Somerville. If you've been following the show for a while, you may know that this is his second time on the show. I had him way back when we first started. Um, and Taylor knows the art of breath. Uh, so after training with XPT founders Laird Hamilton and Gabby Reese, Taylor gained extensive knowledge into breathwork, heat and ice contrast therapy, and XPT's breathe, move, and recover lifestyle. In this episode, we discuss the science behind these training modalities and how learning how to control the breath directly impacts how well we can handle stress, illness, and inflammation. So he has so many straightforward tools and tips for you today. I really just take him through like, what do you do with your clients? I want to know. And why do you do this? What's what's the benefit? So you're going to learn a lot in this episode. Um, definitely, definitely share this out with at least one friend. And if you could leave a review, if you haven't already, that would be great. Just that 30 seconds doing that helps the show stand out amongst all the other podcasts out there. So thank you and enjoy the show. Hey guys, before we dive into this episode, I want to mention show sponsor, Public Goods. Public Goods searches the globe to find clean, healthy, eco-friendly, and innovative products like sulfate-free shampoo, which I happen to love, hand sanitizer, and treat-free paper products. Everything is ethically sourced. They obsess about developing each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives that are still so common on drug and grocery store shelves. They are absolutely committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans, and it comes in this really clean aesthetic. So you know you're getting healthy, pure products, and it looks good on your shelf too. And we've worked out an exclusive deal just for the Motherhood Unstressed podcast listeners. That's you. You receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they're giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com forward slash unstressed or use the code unstressed at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S.com forward slash unstressed to receive your $15 off your first purchase. Hello, Taylor. Welcome back to the show. Uh, It's been about two years since you've been on. Thank you so much for coming back and bringing your knowledge. I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So update us. What's been going on with your work? How has your work evolved? So I have, uh, with everyone else, gone mainly virtual uh, over these last couple months. So uh, my company Symmetry, and I help people deal with stress. Uh, It's not really that stress is a bad thing. It is actually a very positive thing we can use to adapt and grow and what we really need to grow. But most people just let it kill them. And in today's society with chronic stress, we always have information. Uh, So we use techniques like breath work, exposure training, uh, mindset as a way to to teach people how to handle that better and use it to adapt and grow. And so I have gone to more of a virtual class basis. I do virtual breath sessions every day. Um, Classes go from from stress management to breathing for health, which teaches proper breathing mechanics and teaches your body how to 
more efficiently use oxygen, building up a tolerance to carbon dioxide. We also have classes that are workout related, uh, breathing for performance. We do a lot of nasal only training and really teaching you how to breathe while you're working out uh, to make your, help you recover better, but also, you know, make you make it somewhat of a mindful aspect, connecting your breath to your movement and for an endurance aspect of building an aerobic base by using your breath and training your respiratory muscles because they really need to be trained. And then on Fridays, I have a session I call Journey of the Breath, which is a long breath session to ramp you up and down and put you into a nice, calm, euphoric state by the end of it. And uh, I think it's perfect for Fridays as a way to step into the weekend. Uh, So I've been doing a lot of that, also a lot of virtual coaching. Um, I do virtual coaching with my clients through Symmetry along with through XPT. Uh, I'm an XPT master coach, and so uh, they send me clients as well. And uh, both great programs, some uh, slightly different on how I do the uh, coaching in there, but they're great. And then starting to get back into some private workshops, uh, heat and ice sessions with small groups. I have one today. Can't really social distance with heat and ice. Uh, you got to get in the sauna and uh, I'll be close. So it's, it's a little different aspect. So it's just very small groups of people who have been around each other, basically. Uh, I love it. I love it. So it seems like the core of of your work has been unchanged, but now it's so diversified, especially with COVID and everything that we're doing now. I think that's brilliant. I think the companies that have been able to adapt like yourself to this stress um, are going to win in the end because so many people now can access you and your work and your knowledge from anywhere in the world. Um, But I am curious. I think it's so fascinating how you did go and train with Gabrielle Reese and Laird Hamilton. Can you talk to us about what you learned through the XPT training and how that's different than say a Wim Hof type training? So XPT is, Wim Hof is one method. Uh, It's a great method. I love it. Uh, I still use it a lot. It's, we use it in our uh, breath protocols that, you know, I put together, but it's just one side of the spectrum where XPT is looking at a more holistic approach. It's more of the principles behind everything, get very much into the physiology of what happens when you breathe, how different breathing patterns affect your brain, your nervous system, your body. And so we adapt it and use a lot of different methods together. And just, it's more of a principle approach is how I look at it. I look at the cold as personally as a mental thing. Uh, That's where I really like to use it with clients you know, it's great physical recovery benefits uh, along with the sauna, but the cold is very mental, learning how to ease and relax and, you know, let go under stress as opposed to fighting it. You know, that's one of the things, too, I you know, really learned in training with Larry and Gabby and the whole XPT crew and the XPT pool workouts that we do. It, you know, when you get put in the water with dumbbells and you're having to do jumps from a 12 foot pool or swim holding a dumbbell and your brain starts to freak out. And most people, especially type A, you want to fight, 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 and think that that's going to just push you through. Well, sometimes you need to just let go and relax and then you'll find the answers. And I think that happens in the cold, learning to breathe through those stressful situations. I'm all about just having people do it a little, just staying in longer than they want to. So instead of staying in, you know, you try to do three minutes, but it's not like they have to stay in there three minutes. I tell people just give me three more breaths when you want to jump in, jump out. Don't let that initial emotional reaction 
cause you to make a decision because that's what it's doing in the rest of your life. Mm. You got to learn how to handle that, see what the emotion is, and then try to breathe through it. And once you do, your mind might start to relax. Everything starts to calm down. Your body will start to adapt and say, okay, I'm not dying. I can handle this. And then that makes other stressful situations easier. So that's what I really push on the cold. So it goes back to more of a methods versus principles based approach is how I look at it. Yeah. And you're so right. It is such a lesson for life. I mean, and I would imagine the people who come to train with you, who want to work with you are primarily type A, you know, you've got your, you've got your, you know, top CEOs or salespeople or attorneys or whatever, you know, what have you, you know, who deal with a lot of stress in their day to day in their work life, especially now when they're trying to adapt to everything that's going on. How do you, how do you get, I mean, cause they're smart people. How do you teach them, you know, basically what you just told me, but when they're in the cold and they are fighting and they don't, you know, they don't know really anything else. How do you train them to relax? How do you train them to see the benefit of, of what you're doing? So a lot of people come first because they're weekend warriors and they see it as a way to recover and feel better because they know it's going to make them feel better and be able to train harder, whether, you know, they're going to be doing endurance races or mm-hmm. you know, had guys climbing Mount Everest, kind of a little bit of everything really intense athlete athletes along with you know the weekend warrior type so they look at it first as a recovery method and then I just pepper in the other aspect on top and a lot of times what we'll do before we do a session is we'll do 10 to 15 minutes of breath work and so I will get them show them really what you can do with the breath at that point calm them down a little bit ramp them up just kind of take them through a short session and by that time they're like okay well there's something going on here then they get in the ice and they might want to jump out, but they're also got that competitive bent to it. And if it's a group and you see somebody else is with you, because I usually have two people in at the same time, most people don't want to jump out if their partner's staying in there. So, you know, they're going to try to fight through it at first maybe, but it's, you know, I'll let them fight through it. And, but I give them techniques and breathing techniques and, you know, tell them how to breathe when they get in there, show them what they're going to be breathing like when they get in there. Cause typically people start panicking start breathing rapidly in and out of their mouth in their upper chest and it freaks them out and it's telling them, Hey, this is going to happen. So just slow your breath down. We want to slower inhale in through the nose, slowly exhale out of the mouth. Like just give them a count, try to inhale for three, exhale for six, slow it down. And usually once they get that under control, they start to calm down. And then after the first round, they get hit in the sauna. And if it's a group, they all start talking. Everybody opens up. You build a little community. Everybody starts kind of meeting each other. Then the second and third rounds get easier. And by the, that time, you've got all the feel-good hormones, the endorphins, all that stuff's pumping through your system. So you're feeling pretty good about yourself and you've had a good time. And it typically leads people to come back and it can become somewhat addictive for people. I have some clients who've been texting me like, when can we do this again? When can we do this again? I'm like, ah. Well, right now it's a little difficult. So I'm like, <laughs> now everything's opening up. I'm like, okay, we'll do a few small groups that I'll just have at my house and uh, or go to their houses and kind of we're going to work up from there. See yeah. And I would think experiencing something like that, that pushes you to your limits with other people, like you are bonded to them on some tribal instinctual level. And like, how much do we all crave that in our lives? No matter, you know, what year it is, we all want that. So you provide that on a real visceral level. I mean, that's kind of, that's like very new age. I love it. That is, you do bond on that level. And it's, you know, 
just like people bonding through CrossFit workouts or endurance events, you know, you have that community and you bond when you get into the ice, into the heat with people. And I think it's a great way for, you know, businesses to do, uh, to bond with their company culture. Now it's a little harder nowadays, but, um, you know, I think going forward and I think it'll be something you see groups do. And I think what people are seeing now, they're seeing how important these practices are uh, with everything that has happened, how much stress is a problem, how much is chaos and change. And so I just, you're seeing a lot more focus on breath and, you know, using that to calm the nervous system, to relax. So people are starting to come out who wouldn't have necessarily been engaged with this stuff in the past. They're starting to see, Hey, you know, uh, we got to start checking this out. So, I mean, so it's, I've done some sessions with a lot of different groups recently and uh, a much broader audience than I had, than I've seen in the past, and especially in the South where things come to the South a little bit slower than the rest of the country. And so now they're starting to pick up. I've been doing a lot of groups in Alabama, Tennessee, you know, all over Florida. So it's kind of, you know, building and people are really gaining steam and seeing how important this stuff is. Yeah, it's like this forced quarantine has forced people to really look within to deal with stuff that they've been dealing with that they've been avoiding through going out and and socializing and medicating through drugs or alcohol or whatever means that they're, you know, they're used to relaxing that's socially acceptable. But now it's like you don't have that. So now it's like, well, what else do I do? So yeah. It is, it is kind of a, a new awakening, I think, happening, um, you know, whether we're being dragged along or not, like it's yeah. happening. Uh, so I think that that's so true. So many people are drawn to this. Um, even before, you know, people were dealing with stress. I was just reading an article in the Times that was saying, you know, mental, mental illness and mental health awareness has skyrocketed because of the, the forced isolation, the forced quarantine, the, the vast amount of unknown that we're all forced with. So why do you think people haven't had any kind of education, don't know about the importance of the breath until, you know, fairly recently when, when XPT and Wim Hof and stuff started becoming more popular? Why do you think we just have had no clue about our own natural processes? I think because most people see it as something that we just do all the time. And, you know, it's just n- nobody's ever taught them. You know, I didn't learn. You don't we don't teach kids these things in school. We just stick them into chairs and force them to learn things and don't really even teach them how to learn. We just force them to learn stats and statistics and basic stuff. And we don't really teach them about movement or breathing or things on the emotional level that can help push them forward. So as you get older, you just have embedded habits and ingrained habits. And you think, well, why would I need to learn how to breathe? I already know how to breathe. And then you look at cultures in the East that have been doing this stuff for thousands of years. You look at, you know, the military special forces that have been doing this stuff for a long time. So, I mean, there are groups and you look at high performing athletes and individuals, they might not know what they're doing, but intuitively you can watch them breathe and watch their mental shift and, and their, you know, what they're doing before they go to the plate as a batter or whether or not they're breathing with their with their mouth open, like the old saying, whenever a fighter opens his mouth, it usually means he's done. It's because he's spent. And so, you know, you can kind of see these these high-level people intuitively know it, but they have never been taught it. And now research has started to come out over the last decade showing the benefits of these processes and these protocols and how they affect the nervous system. And so it's just started to build on it. And now that research is coming out, you'll see you know, more and more people begin to use it and you'll see trainers and coaches 
you know, putting it into practice with groups. Well, talk to us about what it actually does to the brain, to the nervous system um, from a more scientific level, because I think that does give legitimacy to it, even though it's been going on for thousands of years on the, in the East. So talk to us about yeah. that. So, you know, the breath is, like I said, it's, the, it's automatic. We do it all the time. We do it about 20,000 times a day. It's the first thing we do, and it's the last thing we do. But it's the only system in our body that is automatic, yet it's under our control. We can't really influence our heartbeat or our digestion or things like that, but we can influence our breath to therefore influence those other processes. So when we do get stressed out, you know, we have the same physiological response we had when we were running from the lions back in the day. You know, it is that no different. Our sweat rate increases, our respiration rate increases, our heart rate increases, and that increases our, you know, the stimulus in our brain and the hormones we pump out into our system puts us into that sympathetic fight or flight spot. And that's what a lot of stress is doing nowadays. And, and so there are ways that you can slow that down. When you can slow your breath rate down, your brain starts to think, okay, everything's fine. When you start using that diaphragm and breathing diaphragmatically, you know, that also triggers that parasympathetic state of the nervous system to calm down and relax. So you can use that breath as a little space between stimulus and response. If you're like me and you adore a calming glass of wine at the end of the day with dinner, then I'm really excited to tell you about this new company that's sponsoring the show called Usual Wines. Now, it's not just because they don't add sugar, which they don't. It's not just because the wine tastes fantastic, which it does. My favorite thing about this company has to be that they package it in these 6.3 ounce individualized bottles per box. What that means, ladies and gentlemen, is that there's no more waste beautiful bottles of wine because you didn't drink the whole bottle in one sitting. You literally open a bottle, pour it in, and you're good to go. And if you want one, open another one, but you're not putting a cork in a larger bottle of wine. And then the next day it doesn't taste as good because I can't tell you how many times that's happened and how soul crushing that is because you want to have, you know, the same taste the next day and it's just not there. So usual wines has completely hacked that. I think it's brilliant what they're doing. And the wine again, is no added sugar. They harvest it at just the right time. A lot of wine companies harvest it too early. So there's all this added sugar involved. They don't do that. And it's straight out of Sonoma County. So you know, it's good. So be sure to go check out their website at www.usualwines.com and use my discount code unstressed for $8 off your first order. A lot of research out on diaphragmatic breathing, just helping to lower blood pressure. Uh, So that's just, you know, and that's how we do it. breathing through the nose is the first thing to help activate the diaphragm. Most people nowadays go around breathing into, through your mouth, breathing into their upper chest. When you do that, you tax these secondary respiratory muscles. Those also send uh, stimulus to the brain saying, OK, I need to start shutting down. If you're working out, start slowing down quicker. But it also pumps cortisol into your system, pumps all those stress hormones. So just by slowing down and taking deep breaths in through the nose, out through the nose, It's a way to get that diaphragm activated. It also allows you with a proper balance of carbon dioxide to oxygen because you really need to have CO2 in your system in order to get the oxygen offloaded onto your tissues and into your brain. So people breathing through their mouths all the time are blowing off too much CO2. So that's, that's a big issue. And you can see that affects people with asthma, high blood pressure, sleep problems, digestive issues. It it tends to affect every system in our body. So proper breathing, you know, will help influence all those positively. 
then it also helps influence stability and mobility in our body. And when you become aware of your breath, you become aware of other things in your life. Makes you a little more present and conscious of things that you're doing, the thoughts and feelings that you're having. You know, those worrying, anxious thoughts, instead of allowing them to snowball, it allows you to kind of catch those and put them into a, hey, okay, I know I'm doing this. Let's slow down. Let's get together. Instead of freaking out on your partner because of a, you know, a fight or going crazy in traffic, you realize, hey, you have control over that. You can control these responses. And so that's a big thing about the breath, too, is just the awareness it creates. And then I think that's everything. I think that's everything. Yeah. The awareness is huge. Wow. And, you know, it's um, that's what I really preach to people at first is, okay. I want you to start breathing through your nose. Just begin by breathing through your nose when you're walking throughout the day, Uh, especially nowadays with with COVID. Okay, Mm -hmm. so the nose filters and cleans out our air. That's how we were meant to breathe. That's how we you know, we don't get any filter when you're breathing through your mouth. So you breathe through your nose, the, the hairs and the, and the way the sinuses are set up, it, it traps a lot of those particles. You also have nitric oxide in your nose, which we don't get anywhere else. And that is what? strong <laughs> antiviral and antibacterial properties, but it also dilates the airway. So nitric oxide is you know, basically what they you know, created for Viagra. That's, you know, it helps pump more blood flow into the system. And, and they found that in, in the human body only about 15 years ago, I think in the early 2000s or late 90s. Wow. And we have it in our system. And it actually, it helps with antiviral and antibacterial properties. So it helps kill off things. In the original SARS COVID in 2003, they found that that nitric oxide helped to stop the replication of, of the virus. Now they haven't done that with this COVID-19, but it it can't hurt to breathe through your nose. Right. It also dilates your airway. So it's getting more oxygen into your tissues, getting more oxygen net down into your blood, opens up your blood vessels. When you're breathing through your mouth, you cause restriction and all of that causes a little brain fog and lethargy. And, and you're not getting all the use of the oxygen that you have. So just by breathing through your nose, you get main benefits and it's going to put you in a more calm state as you go throughout the day. Yeah. What about when you're exercising, like going for a run? Um, I feel like I start out breathing through my nose and then I end up, you know, choking air through my mouth. Are, are you recommending that you try to breathe through your nose as much as possible, even when working out? So for a good portion of the time, unless you're going all out, I think it's good for people to try to train that because what you're doing is you're building a foundation. You're building a base and you can do that through nasal training. For one, you're working those respiratory muscles, which our diaphragm is 10 pounds of muscle. And if it doesn't get worked, it's like any other muscle, it's going to atrophy. And most people sitting all day and do think our diaphragm stays inactive. So just by, you know, putting a little work into that, it, it really helps that, but it also trains you to deal with that buildup in carbon dioxide. So what I tell people at first is start with your warmups or start with, if you're, if you're going out for a job, you know, use that uh, for the first half mile, try to breathe nasal only. Then when you switch over, go in through the nose and out through the mouth and try not to breathe through your mouth unless you were going all out sprint, trying to really push it in competitions. What it ends up doing with about four to six weeks of training is it gives you an extra gear. It's going to force you to slow down at first. And it, and, it, and that's why people don't like to do it. It's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel like you're drowning and your times will get worse. But, you know, 
we have plenty of time to, unless you're, you know, even if you're a competitive athlete right now is a great time to work on these things because you're not having competition. So you can help build this base and, and it'll help push you, take you to another level. So I try to do all of my aerobic training where I'm going out for runs, unless I'm with a group of people and I, you know, yeah. talking, but I will try to do it all through my nose. That yeah. that's my goal. Even in some CrossFit style workouts, I'm trying to push myself uh, and doing it all through my nose. What it's going to help you do too, is it's going to help you recover quicker mm. and it's going to make your body more efficient. So just like a car that burns eight miles a gallon, we don't really want that. We want to become as efficient. So I want to do as much work with as you know, as much output with as little work possible on my body. And, and that's what nasal breathing can do. And then you can get into learn when to ramp up, learn how your system works, breathing based on the demands of the workout. So, and when you have to switch to breathe through your mouth, you're still using that diaphragm as opposed to just breathing into your upper chest, which really taxes the mind and the body and puts a lot of stress on the system. So, you know, and most people go from that workout and they're just completely stressed. Then they go into a stressful environment at home. They go into their job, whatever it is. And you're not getting the benefits of your workout because you get those when you recover. And so after my workouts and the workouts I do with clients, we do three minutes of breathing at the end just to calm and down regulate the system. And that helps, you know, for one, it makes you feel a lot better. You're not just feeling like you're dead when you get done, <laughs> but then you're recovered to go the next day and you're more, you know, in tune to go home and deal with your kids or your husband or wife or to work, you know, you're just in a better state of mind. Yeah. It gives you that space. I mean, Shavasana after an hour yoga workout is my favorite part because you do kind of settle down. You focus on your breathing. It's like you, you just come back to home and, and you're right. You know, so many people do these high intensity workouts and I went through a phase where I was like obsessed with them and I never felt like I was like, Oh, I was always like up here, you know? And I think it was because of what exactly what you're saying, you know, you never have that recovery period come in and then you're just driving into your day and driving into your relationships, causing havoc here, you know, cause you've never just down-regulated. So, you know, for the majority of the listeners here, you know, we are mothers, we're women, we're not, you know, necessarily top athletic performers. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, you know, what you're saying is just so crucial. Bringing in the breath, bringing in the awareness is, like I said before, is everything to being happier, being healthier. I would imagine too, that it's really good for anti-aging. Can you talk a little bit about that? It helps your mental state, your clarity, your focus, it, it greatly improves that. Uh, it also, you know, helps, especially if you're exercising and if you run a lot, that causes oxidative stress, which has a lot of issues with aging and longevity. And the breath, the nasal breathing is very beneficial to that as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think there's a lot of benefits and it just puts your body in a less stressed state. So one of our problems now with chronic health issues is because we're just constantly on and constantly stressed out and that's what's causing a lot of issues so by changing our breathing we change those patterns when you're more down regulated able to handle that stress but then come down you're able to go a little longer and keep doing the things you want to do and it's also going to help your body be more mobile as you're using your diaphragm your diaphragm is attached to your spine and your rib cage and when you're not activating your diaphragm, your spine isn't stable. So it leads to more injuries and it leads to less mobility in the hips and shoulders as well. So that's a big part of it too. I mean, once you build that diaphragm and it's really attached to the pelvic floor. So, 
Yeah, that's huge. The thing about diaphragmatic breathing is when you breathe, the diaphragm's sitting up here. It's like a little parachute. And on the inhales, it pushes down and flattens out. So when it's doing that, you're pushing down the organs and you're massaging all your internal organs. You also have a lot of lymph nodes under there. So you're pumping lymphatic fluid. So it's really detoxifying your body. And we have all these detoxes that everybody sells. But just by diaphragmatically breathing, you're detoxifying your body naturally. Wow. That's amazing. That's really cool because I mean, obviously with cancer being rampant in this country, um, I would think detoxifying the, the lymphatic system is, is huge. And to be able to do that naturally with your breath, uh, is, is incredible. Um, what do you think? I mean, obviously you've, you've worked with a lot of people. What are some of the most memorable or maybe some of the most surprising transformations that you've seen, uh, with your clients? Well, one of my favorites, I had a client who, you know, suffered from panic attacks and really couldn't, you know, would get all freaked out in stressful situations. And she sent me a note about uh, going through an airport and was about to have a panic attack. It was on the verge. She could feel it coming up. And she just went back to the breathing protocols and it was able to let her calm down and completely relax and handle it and realize, hey, everything is okay. And, you know, that, that is one of my favorite, just, and seeing people get into the ice and to almost have full blown panic attacks. And then they get that under control and just learn how, Hey, I'm in control of my life. Mm. And so it takes people from looking for a little external uh, stimulus to help them to realizing this is really internal, uh, that we have an internal locus of control that we can use to push us in the right path. So I've had a few clients that I've seen that with directly. And it's great. Did you ever think when you got into this work that you would be literally like changing lives, like getting people probably off of the need for medication, changing their mobility, changing their outlook and optimism regarding life? Did you ever think that it would become this? Like, this is huge. That's what I hoped because that's really what it did for me. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, so my background, I was in the investment world for 15 years, very stressful environment, personally, professionally, And I began using these techniques and said, wow, this has just completely changed the way that I see my life, how I interact with others, how I handle stress. I still have the same amount, but I'm able to give up and go go at it better each day. And that's why I quit doing that, because I just saw so much benefit in all these practices and how they helped my life. I knew they could help other people. And I knew I wasn't the only person out there, especially by going to the events and going to XPT experiences and seeing other people and seeing, you know, how it impacted their lives. I knew that, you know, that was, uh, I needed to take to help other people along the way because, you know, a lot of people don't know about these methods. We aren't, like we've talked about, we aren't taught these as kids, but they're just another tool in the toolbox that we can use. And there's so, we have so many tools at our disposal, but we get caught up in the rat race of everyday life, just the comfortable living, going through the motions of what's, just going on and on. And like you said, I think this is why this time is giving people a little pause and they're finding stuff like this to help them out and realize, Hey, there are things I can do. Yeah. Maybe if I change my eating habits a little bit, or maybe if I wake up and spend five minutes doing, you know, a breathing routines or meditation, you know, it helps the way I handle the stress of the rest of the day, or, you know, starting writing out my thoughts and journaling, things like that. uh, I think go a long way. 
Yeah. And I'm just like you. I mean, it was when I started meditating and focusing on my breathing and really getting in touch with that and noticing how high up my breath was and how, you know, my internal voice was so negative and I had no idea until I got quiet and started just breathing. I mean, it changed my entire life too. So I love that, you know, this message is coming from guy from Alabama with a deep accent and you're bringing this message of like self-awareness and breath work and very like Eastern methodologies. Like it's, I think it, it was meant to come from you so that you could help your community, you know, in the, in the South, all these tough guys in the South. I mean, I love it. Well, thank you. That's uh, you know, it's, it's definitely not on anything that I was raised and you know, I was born Catholic South, very, you know, great family, but we're, you know, hardworking, go get it. You know, that's kind of this, the way I've always been really very competitive. I still am very competitive, but I've also learned by doing these methods, there's a time to compete. There's a time to cooperate. And now I think cooperation is more the name of the game and that there's, you know, so many people that need to be helped and, there's so many different groups out now getting this message out between XBT, Wim Hof, Power Speed Endurance. I mean, you have a lot of different groups out there teaching this stuff and it's, and it's really great. And, and it's coming more in the forefront and businesses seeing it, you know, you have you know major corporations that use these techniques with their clients or with their employees to help decrease stress. And I mean, some big ones, you know, I think Aetna and, Google, Apple, they all use it. And they've seen dramatic decrease in their healthcare costs and increase in their productivity. So, you know, there's a reason behind this. And the, the reason behind the yogis have been doing this for so long and, you know, the Eastern religions, they don't really have the science backed by it or necessarily know how to say it in the right way. But it's all a, a message of languaging and how you portray it to the people you're talking to because, you know, if you say it in a certain way to some people, it's just going to immediately push them off. So mm-hmm. it's all about, you know, putting the language in the right form and telling the right story and having it connect with each person on their own level. Yeah. Yeah. It's the message is the same, but it's the, uh, it's the person Delivery. delivering it. Yeah. Like we always had those teachers that like we loved and we didn't know why, but it was because it was the teacher, you know, That's like, right. yeah. we just got it and they got us. Um, we've covered a lot of ground. If there were one big takeaway on the breath, on the work that you're doing, what would that be? What was what's something you want to leave the listener with? Just take some time, you know, s- spend some time focusing on your breath. You know, we all need stillness. We have so much information coming at us, whether it's three minutes in the shower, just spend some time focusing on your breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. If that makes you feel better. Just, and then just become aware of how you're breathing throughout the day. I mean, more than anything, it's an awareness. That's what, without the awareness, you have no idea. And then once you can become aware, you can see, hey, when I do get stressed, what this triggers me, this certain thing triggers me. And then I start breathing into my upper chest, or then I start feeling tension, you know, in my abs or my neck. And it's about creating that mind-body connection and that little space, and then delve deeper to that. You know, why, why are you acting that way? You know, what stories are you telling yourself? It all kind of snowballs on itself. Uh, I just finished an online course that I hope to have out in the next two weeks or I'm going to have out. And, you know, we get into all these different breath techniques, but it's also very much journal prompts about diving into why you do the things that you do and, you know, looking at the processes that you have going on in your head as well because that's a big part of it. And I think the breath gives you the space to do that. 
Oh, I love that. So for everyone listening, how can they find out more about you? How can they sign up for this course in two weeks? Um, tell us all the things. You can find my website is www.symmetry.live. I also have a blog called thelonggame.co that I put out a lot of uh, articles on. And I'm on Instagram at symmetry.live and at Taylor underscore underscore Somerville. And I put up you know, I'll have information about this online course. I also, all my virtual breath classes are on there. Put the schedule up every week. You can sign up through links through Instagram or on my website and also you know, sign up for free one-on-one consultations. I do that out of the gate for anyone. And, you know, it's been great. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, this was such an important conversation. I loved having you back on. I've missed you. Um, I think the work that you're doing is so Uh, It's so important and so empowering. I mean, literally life-changing work. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to the Motherhood Unstressed podcast, and I'm your host, Liz Carlisle. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful that we got this time together today. And if you love this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would share it out on your social media and make sure to tag us at Motherhood Unstressed. Connect with us at Motherhood Unstressed. I'd love to connect with you uh, and see where the work has gone in the world. And make sure that you subscribe so that you never miss out on an amazing interview with an incredible guest or our weekly guided meditations every Wednesday.